Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. I hope you've had a great week. My week was good. It was a busy week, but that's usually the best kind of week to have is a busy week because it makes the time go by faster. Sure, there were some moments that I was dealing with some employees that were having some issues and they were just the regular issues of life, but you know, life sometimes hits us in waves and sometimes we are like a boat that gets swamped and we take on too much water and that was kind of the case with some of these, but I think I helped them. I think I was able to give them maybe a different way of looking at things or a different approach that they could have. Everybody's different. Everybody's had a different experience. So you can never totally be sure to whether the answers or directions, at least, because I try not to give answers. Um, I try to give direction to people, give them direction from perspective and, and a new perspective. And with that in mind, I've been thinking a lot about a discussion we had this morning. And a friend, again, we have good discussions at Panera Sunday School, as we call it. A friend asked if I thought that a person was right when they said, in this particular situation, why these people were doing what they were doing is they had a defect. And I kept thinking about that. I continued to think about it even during the morning service at church and then through the afternoon coming up to this point. And I think I've told you in the past that I've decided that there's really only one sin in the world, and that is the sin of rebellion against the authority of God. That I believe there is a creator, and he put rules in place that we should follow and keeps the universe going in the right direction. And I also believe that he said we decided not to follow him, the first human beings, and when that happened, that the world fell into chaos. Man's nature was not what it was intended to be, and the garden that was there grew up and became a place that was unhospitable, and they could not go there. Man had it easy. Now he has to toil for everything that he has. And I think if we look at life, we'll find that's probably true. At least in my life, I know it's not been, as some people would say, a bowl full of cherries. It's been more like the question asked if life is a bowl full of cherries, why is mine in the pits? Well, I think I have part of an answer to that question my friend asked this morning. Since I believe that rebellion is the really the only sin, is not believing in God and his son and the creator that he did, and he's bringing us back to that perfected creation. So, if we rebel, how do we rebel? Well, I think that's where the interesting part comes in with this idea of defect or deficit. And again, if you are a person that comes from a Christian perspective, it doesn't say that man just fell, but that the whole world fell. You see, I'm of the opinion that most of the things that happen, whether it's ills in our health, such as cancer and all the heart problems and anything else you can think of medically, is because we live in a fallen world. I also think that things like tsunamis and hurricanes and floods and all kinds of other things were never intended to be 
happening on the scale that they sometimes happen. Now, part of that's just nature through the rain and storms come and go. But on the scale that they happen sometimes, I don't believe that. And so we can rebel in many different ways. And I think that's where we've gotten it wrong. And that's why we ask that question of, is it a defect or a deficit? And I certainly can say it's a defect. Something changed. There are some people that have, uh, as my friend asked me, what do you do about birth defects and those kind of things? Well, I think that's because of a sin-fallen world. I don't think it's because the mom or dad sinned, just like the blind man in the Bible when asked who sinned, and Jesus said no one. This was to demonstrate the glory of God. The boy didn't sin. His parents didn't sin. It wasn't about sinning. And I think that's the first place we miss things, is that we look at the idea that all these things happen because of sin. And in one way, we can. The sin of rebellion. When man rebelled, things fell apart. So that's the first point. The next point is people think of all kinds of things that are sin, from getting a divorce to adultery to drug use to sex outside of marriage to any kind of sexual assault any kind of assault. And all of those things are wrong and we shouldn't do them. But why do we do them? Well, we do them because we want our way. We think we're more important than other people. We think our values are more important than other people's values. Our wants are more important than their needs, whatever the case is. And so we rebel. We rebel against the order that God put in place. I mean, there is real, really no morality today in a lot of ways except for what I feel is moral and right and just. There is nothing except what I feel. Well, you know, how can we justify having a justice system that punishes criminals? After all, they just felt they needed to do this. They felt it was right, but we know deep within us that there has to be some rules, but not necessarily that anyone rules over anyone else except for God. Because when it comes to me ruling over you or you over me, we're going to have different ideas and perspective, and we're going to usually err to our side, not even thinking about your side. So we rebel. But I think we rebelled to answer this question of deficit or defect. I think we are defective as human beings, that our soul and our spirit has been scarred by a lack of recognition of a truth, a truth that tells us how to live and directs us. And we are defective in that way because we don't see, especially in our culture today, the need for truth that is absolute, not relative, not according to where we are and how we think and what we feel, but that is universally true for everyone. And we don't have that. So I think we're defective in that way. And we're defective that we go towards ourselves more than looking at other people and trying to help them out. So I do think we're defective. And I think we have a deficit. And the deficit is that we don't realize that there's a God and that he has a right as a creator to direct our life. That's our deficit. We have a deficit of understanding 
because all we understand today is what we feel, what we see. And after all, as I've said before, there's many things in the world that we can't see, feel, touch, but we understand their effects because we see their effects every day. You may know the wind is coming out of the north, the south, the east, or the west, but where does it come from? Well, you can say there's this pressure, that pressure, and they get together. And that, but where do those pressures come from? How do they mix? How do they? Are they random? Are they not constant? Are they? And they do change, and they change by the shift of magnetic fields and a whole bunch of other stuff I don't understand. But yet they occur all the time. They are part of the natural order. So, as I thought about this today, I want you to understand that people are defective and they do have a deficit. But that doesn't mean that we don't love them. What we don't do is tell them that their deficit cannot be overcome because God offered himself up and through his word and spirit, we can know him. And that deficit of understanding and knowledge and truth can be filled in our life by him. And we are defective. We are prone to wander and we are prone to ourselves. And that is the big defect that we have in our life. So as you go through this next week, give a little thought to the idea that the deficits you have in your life are covered in a book called the Bible. And he tells us how to increase our feeling of being fulfilled in him and realize you're defective, just as defective as anyone else. But you're defective because of the deficit of truth in your life. Blessing, protection, and favor until we meet again.